All we need is a little understanding Walk a mile in their shoes And if we keep our hearts open-minded We'll enjoy this wild ride called life And if we keep our hearts open-minded We'll enjoy this wild ride, this wild ride called life Welcome to another episode of the True Sweet Hide podcast. So let me just tell you really quick about this adorable girl, Lisa Pronto. I hope I said that right. Yes? Okay, good. <laughs> I Her why is like speaking to me right now because if those of you who've been on the show and you submit the form that I have you submit for my own just reasons to see why you're so amazing... Your why. So she says, I strive to get my community all of my expertise in fitness because I know how frustrating it is to want to change and not know how to get there. So that has my name written all over it because I have been in and out of working out and dieting and all this crap and I don't know what else to do. So I'm so glad that she's on here because she has the experience. She's also former Army ROTC but unfortunately she got hurt during training so she's going to talk to us a little bit about that and that she is a current navy spouse so awesome thank you so much for being on here please tell us how you could change our lives today because i really need some motivation well thank you for having me and thank you to your listeners for jumping on and listening i i'm always so appreciative to you guys for having me on it's so much fun for me to get to talk to you um, so I am the CEO and founder of Healthful Life, and I guess we'll start there and then kind of work backwards would be like easiest. So I started a Healthful Life a couple years ago, really in response to a very large growing need in my community, which was literally everything you just said. It was like, how do I stop the yo-yo dieting? How do I create a sustainable fitness habit in my life? And how do I do all of those things with a family, crazy work schedule, managing the household, you know, all the things that we have going on and without cutting out wine and chocolate because sometimes we need survival tools. Okay. And we're not, I'm not judging any of that because same. So I started a healthful life in response to that. I've been in the fitness industry for a little over 10 years. I have multiple certifications in the fitness industry and a background in psychology. I actually have my master's in human behavior. So I love learning how people work. And I have had to adapt my fitness game, you know, time and time again, since I was in ROTC, you know, and, and so skipping kind of over to that, I enlisted in the army the week after September 11th. Um, it was not because of September 11th. I do want to make that clear to people. It, I had been talking to recruiters and it was like army or Marine Corps. The Marine Corps scared the hell out of me. So I was like, okay, let's go army. They seem a little nicer. And when I took the ASVAB, 
um, and I'm not sure how familiar your listeners are with like that vernacular, but it's pretty much an aptitude test that you take upon entrance into the military. I scored so well on it that they said, let's get you an ROTC spot. Let's send you to college. You can commission and come in as an officer. And it sounded fantastic to me. I wanted free college. This was like the way to go. So fast forward a couple years from that, and I shattered, fractured, and dislocated my right foot on a training exercise that left me on bed rest and unable to walk for the better part of a year. So I had to relearn how to walk. I had to relearn how to drive a car, you know, all of that stuff. And that's what really propelled me into fitness. But it wasn't from the standpoint of like, I want to be the fitness model with the six pack. And it was, what do I want my quality of life to look like? It was 19 when I got hurt. What do I want my quality of life to look like when I'm 25? I knew I wanted to have kids at some point in my life. And the one of the biggest concerns when I first got hurt was like weight bearing a pregnancy on that, you know, joint, your feet bear all of your weight. So making sure that I was healthy to do that, making sure that I could have mobility and be able to do the things that I wanted to do, be it go kayaking or go for a hike or, you know, now it's keep up with my kid and all that kind of stuff. And so I had to adjust where my fitness game was at. And then, you know, fast forward a few more years and I get pregnant and have and I'm sure so many of your listeners can relate to this, all the unexpected things that happen during pregnancy. I didn't make any plans on that, but wow, it sure did go not great. And then adjusting my fitness from that and then adjusting my fitness around having a family and having a newborn and not sleeping a lot and, and you know, making all of those adjustments and then hearing my community saying the same thing and going, I have all these years of experience. I have all these tools in my toolbox. I mean, quite frankly, I've spent a shitload of money on certifications. I need to share all of this with everybody else because it's second nature to me because of my experience and expertise, but it's not second nature to everybody else. So how do I do that? And that's kind of what started a healthful life. Well, that and everybody was like, you should write stories about your daughter because you're really funny. And when you talk about her, it's really funny, like the antics that she pulls. You know, kids. <laughs> this is your daughter? She's five. She'll be six in a couple of weeks. She's going on like 27 and she's a straight up Libra. Just so what does she take after you or your husband or a little of both she actually takes after my husband people always think like oh she totally takes after you and you know the thing is is that like when I teach when I record a podcast you're kind of on in a way you know like you're showing up in a different way when it's just like me at home I'm very very mellow and like really brought down kind of a notch she's not <laughs> And I love her for it. She has every bit of confidence I wish I could have as an adult. That's, the, I think yeah. cutest is when you see like a mini version of yourself or your spouse, you're like, oh my God, she's just 
doesn't have a care in the world, will do what she wants. I think it's amazing to have that confidence at such a young age. You know, sometimes we're, well, with me, the generation I grew up in, I used to do a lot of things, but then as I got older, my confidence like went away. I was just too scared or too timid to do anything. So I think that's Mm -hmm. a great age. That's so cute. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So how do you, how do you help people get in that mindset to keep up with their fitness? And just, I think that one of the biggest things is the food. Like I don't want to give up coffee. I've been on, I've been on everything. Give up coffee, give up wine, give up cheese, give up milk. I'm like, no, no, and no, I need to just figure out something else. Hold on, let me drink my coffee. <laughs> right? <laughs> Not even kidding. Um, that's a, and that's a really, I love that question because that is a question that I get a lot because we get into this like yo-yo when it comes to nutrition or fitness. Like we'll try something, but the thing is, is whatever that something is, it's so restrictive and it's so rigid that it's not sustainable. And it's also not realistic for your everyday life, you know, like, and I won't call out any specific program or whatever, because I know your listeners are super smart and they can think of some on their own. That's not what I want for people. I don't want you to be that a-hole going out to eat with your family who's either brings their own food, which no, like, who are you right now? Or is like, I can't eat anything on the menu. Or they're like, what do you want? And you're like, I want a Cobb salad. Hold the chicken, hold the blue cheese, hold the avocado. Like, that's not realistic. No one can sustain that. So if you come to me and you're like, I like coffee. Okay, cool. Don't cut it out. My experience with the people that I've trained um, is when you cut out something specific, you'll binge it when you get it back. And then all the work that you've done has just gone away. So as far as the nutrition side and as far as the fitness side go as well, what, one of the first questions I'll ask people is, are you okay with this taking longer than what you want? Because I feel like we've stepped into this microwave generation of thinking that we want the result in 30 seconds. And I also know that most of the time, by the time someone comes to work with me, they're so freaking done. Like they're just over it and they're so frustrated and they're so resigned to like, this is never going to change, but I want it to so badly. And I don't know what that first step is that they want that change overnight and it won't happen overnight. Not if you want it to last. So my approach to all of the things is incremental changes. Like, let's be very practical and very realistic about how this is going to look for you. So I literally will sit down with people and make them pull out their calendar and go through their schedule for their week and help them plan out when they're going to work out, how that's going to look in their life and how they can make it work for them. I mean, girl, down to the point where I will make them plan in what happens after the workout. Are you going to shower? Are you going to eat? And how much time do you need to do that? And we need to take that off your workout time. And then whatever time is left to work out, we need to make that workout be efficient for you. Hmm. And then for food, it's also, you know, not everybody likes to meal prep. Not everybody likes to meal plan. Okay. Not a big deal, but let's address that. Let's give you ideas of what you can eat. That's well-balanced. That's healthy. 
I like I have one girl that she doesn't like to meal prep or meal plan. No big deal, but she'll meal prep her snacks. Because what she found was I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, and then I'm hangry and I'll just go into my kitchen and I'll grab whatever. And whatever is usually like my kids bag of Doritos. <laughs> okay. I mean, down to even like how much water are you drinking during the day? So it's small incremental changes. So it's every week you're meeting with me and we're making small incremental changes based off of the evaluation of how the last week went and changing the things that worked, adding on something new and like you're compounding it every single week to the point that you have everything that you need and you know exactly what to do because I don't want to be the coach that you have forever. Like, unless we're taking classes together and I'm training you on physical fitness, I, I want to be the disposable coach. I want you to walk away going, okay, I know exactly what I need to do. I got this. I can handle this. I know what tweaks I need to make and I feel good about it. Yeah. No, that's smart. I, um, <clears throat> I used to be really good at meal planning and then meal prepping. And then I just, <laughs> so I, but I think that the snacks I always try to have available because my husband is the big, he likes him and my son like to go in the, in the kitchen and just like forage for whatever. So I always try to make sure I have healthy stuff out because yeah, I'll go if I have, uh, I don't know, chocolate, then I'm going to go for chocolate because my mind is telling me I need it, but I know I don't. So I'll have almonds instead, or I'll have cashews instead. And then I'm obsessed with cherry tomatoes. I don't know what it is, but I think that is a step. Mm -hmm. <laughs> have that. And then the water, you know, I, I know that if I carry around my Yeti, I will drink it. And just little, I think little things like that, that we try to keep as a um something sustainable that can keep going on all the time but i know it's difficult sometimes because you know it, it is easy to go for that for that easy the easy fix the easy chips the easy whatever and so it, it's hard but with working out you know how do you how do you stay motivated to do that you know how do you not keep from getting so bored of doing the same thing or, you know what I mean? Cause there's so many who work out. I used to be like, I don't want to do this shit again tomorrow. So for me, I chose CrossFit because I don't know what it is. I just love the community. I love seeing my results when I can um, lift heavier or whatever. So I like doing that, but I do it three times a week because if I do it every day, I know I'm going to be like, I don't want to go again tomorrow. So I space it out. So, you know, I don't know if that's a efficient way to do things, but I just know that that's how I like to do it. I don't know. What are your thoughts on all of that? Actually, my first certification in the fitness industry is CrossFit. Wow. Yeah, it was the second thing that I taught. I, uh, the first thing I ever taught was water aerobics, which don't get it twisted. That shit's hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I <laughs> And girl, I taught it at a retirement community. Oh. and these chicks and they would be like chit-chatting just catching up on the gossip the whole meanwhile i'm like how are they not dying right like i'm so out of breath <laughs> but what you've done is what i like 
because what you said is, okay, I know three days a week for me, I can totally do that and that's sustainable. I can make that happen. It'll keep it interesting for me. It'll keep it motivated. The other thing that you said that's really key is the aspect of community because that's what brings a lot of people back. Working out at home, especially during the pandemic, <laughs> is hard because the motivation for you needs to be internal. Mm -hmm. It can't come from anywhere else. So if you're going to work out at home, it's got to be your why that's pushing you. So for someone, especially that's like new to the fitness game, okay, don't start with the at-home workout if that's not going to work for you. If working out at home is going to be too daunting, start with classes. And rest assured, even during the pandemic, classes are still happening virtually. I teach classes three days a week virtually. And it has created that sense of community. And what that community does is hold you accountable to showing up. And then what you're doing is creating a really positive cycle of seeing the results that you're getting when you do show up. And you can transition that into working out at home if that works for you on your own. Mm -hmm. Some people totally go on that class five and I get it. Some people don't want that class five. I get that too. And you can, I can work with either. Mm -hmm. I will, the, Part of the aspect of a healthful life and the fitness aspect of things is I don't dictate to you what kind of workout you should be doing. Because again, it's about sustainability. So if you're like, I like my CrossFit, I like it three days a week, let's rock on that. Why am I going to try to fix it when it's not broken? Mm -hmm. That's not an efficient way of doing things. Right. I get that. Yeah, it's, it, it is hard. And I, I try to do stuff at home. That didn't happen. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I actually need to leave the house and be around somebody else because this isn't working for me. But I have friends that are totally rocking. They do their classes at home. They post their videos. I'm like, you know what? That's that's awesome. I mean, you're you're motivating. You're you're hitting a certain audience. I just can't do it. But um, and and I and I like that you don't try to fix it. You try to work with what we're comfortable with because it's it's for some people it's hard some people might need it like you tell me what i need to do <laughs> just yeah. like with crossfit you tell me i need to lift that shit okay but i'll lift it <laughs> yeah but i needed you to tell me that yeah so you know it's just but with um with uh, there's and like you know like you said we're, we won't name it but there's so many things out there it's like which one do you go for and do you or do you go for any of them you know all these shakes and supplements and there's i've tried i've tried so many and i'm just like i i, I kept going for maybe like two weeks and then after that i was like oops i forgot to take it so there goes that i mean how you know what do you say about stuff like that if it's something if you're if you can find something that really does work for you, but will work for you for the long term, yeah. Not just like say your goal is weight loss. Mm -hmm. If you find the thing that works for weight loss and you hit that weight loss goal, what you have to ask yourself when you get to that point is, am I going to be able to continue on whatever it is that I've been doing, or can I create a maintenance plan that will keep me at where I'm at now without putting the weight back on. Mm -hmm. 
if what you did is something that you're like really jiving with it and it's really intuitive to you and it's easy and it's convenient, keep on that. Mm. If it's like, if I do this one more day, I might die. That's probably not a good idea. (laughs) Right? Again, it, it goes back to that what works and what doesn't. So what I talk to all of my people about is life in moderation. And that is the harder thing to achieve because what you're really doing when you say like, I have my food in moderation is not cutting out a group of food unless it is medically necessary, right? Like if you come to me and you're like, I need to cut out this group of food because my doctor said it, I have an allergy to it, you know, whatever, that's totally different. But if you come to me and you're like, I just want to be healthier. Okay, then we're going to look at your nutrition from a very objective standpoint. Sometimes I do tell people to cut things out because you don't need to grab the handful of candy every time you walk by the bowl. And why do you even have the bowl in your house? (laughs) Happy Halloween. Or let's have it in moderation. Do you really need the whole sleeve of Oreos? Or would you be okay with like three? And how do we make that happen? And that is harder to achieve because what you're looking at then is the deeper underlying relationship that you have with food. That's hard. I mean, I'm Italian. My husband is Italian. Very culturally ingrained food all the time, food in the kitchen. You'd eaten one meal, you're talking about the next meal and you're like, (laughs) you know, my, my auntie is always telling me like, you're too skinny. You need to eat more. Like it was always that they pinch your cheeks and tell you, you need to eat more. I get it. And I, and I get it. So like for me growing up, food was like the comfort source. You're happy. You eat, you're sad. You eat, you're depressed. You eat something good happens, you eat, something bad happens, you eat like somebody dies, good Lord, the amount of food at your house (laughs) for days and it gets eaten and you're like, how? (laughs) Oh my God. I'm laughing because my godmother was Italian and I, I can always remember all the food that we always had. And even we were stationed in Germany and they always... It didn't matter if it was a, a a snack. It was this whole like four course meal as a snack. So it's like, <laughs> you, mm-hmm. eat, you have people over, you eat, you always eat. I remember my grandma, my grandparents lived in Newport Beach after they moved out of the hood in LA. They moved down to Newport, totally different experiences. And I remember going to my grandma's house and we were going to go like surf or whatever one day. She goes, you want to take some pasta? <laughs> So that's like, that that was like, oh God, like over 20 years ago, but that's like the inside joke now, whenever we go to the beach, my dad and I are like, you want pasta? Are we going (laughs) to, no. (laughs) Pasta though. I mean, (laughs) I love pasta. Oh, I know. It doesn't help that my son will always choose pasta over everything else. I'm like, no, we can't have this in the house all the time because I'm going to want it. It's so good. So are you saying that Chick-fil-A is okay? Because you know what? They're waffle fries. I'm not mad mad about it. (laughs) But how often are you having the Chick-fil-A? 
Oh, it's maybe once every two weeks or three weeks. I mean, that to me isn't the end of the world. Okay, good. What is it like? What does the rest of your food look like? If you're telling me I'm hungry, I'm going to go in, I'm going to deny myself the chocolate bar that I really want. I'm going to grab a handful of nuts and like a piece of fruit instead. Then that to me isn't the end of the world. If you're telling me I'm having fast food every single day and I'm not just having like the one burger I'm having two and the fries and the, okay, then we need to like reevaluate what you're doing. Okay. If you're like, yeah, we go, we get the chicken sandwich and sometimes I'll have the fries or my husband and I will split the fries and I'll get the fruit too, or I'll get a salad. Okay. Life in moderation. I don't want you to have to tell your family, I can't have family time with you because there's bonding over food. Right. I can't have that time with you because I'm not allowed to eat this. Yeah. No. Because healthy living is more than just fitness and nutrition. It's your community. It's your social life. It's your family. It's the balance that you bring to all of it. Mm -hmm. No, I, that makes sense. And it, it is true because you don't want to have to be, you don't want to have to deny yourself from those things. You just, like you said, moderation. So I don't need to get the extra large. Just get the medium or the small or whatever. It's just, <laughs> you don't have to have two sandwiches, get one. My son can eat two sandwiches because he's 5'11 and 160 pounds. So <laughs> he can have. He's still growing. How old is your son? 18. Oh, yeah, still growing. Yeah. So he can have that. But, <laughs> you know, and but but yeah, I, w I won't choose that. I like the, oh my, now I'm getting hungry. Little chicken nuggets. And anyway, it's yeah. so. <laughs> But I know that for a lot of us, it, it's it's getting that mindset to have the motivation to go do stuff or to not pick that one food item on the menu that's like, I know I don't need those onion rings and the fried and the and the uh, chick, uh, chicken wings and, and a beer. <laughs> Sounds good, but I don't, it'll like hurt my inside. So... It, it's hard and so do you so you teach how to change your mindset you know like do you need that or how bad do you want it or I, I don't know how, how do you how do you or what's a healthy alternative and like that's why it's one-on-one -on -one coaching with me I have the virtual classes people have access to for sure but when it comes to that kind of stuff it's one-on-one -on -one coaching for one the confidentiality stuff and all those contracts that I make you sign for you to have the security to know that like that's staying with us. Yeah. You know, I might talk general stories, but you're not knowing specifics about the person. Mm -hmm. It's staying with us so that you can tell me what's going on. That's getting you to that point so that we can take a really objective look and talk about things. Yeah. I don't want people to feel intimidated to come to me about whatever it is that's going on in their life for one. And also I feel like when it comes to food and nutrition and the fitness, what I want to do is to meet somebody where they're at, mm -hmm. not where I think they should be and not where they think they should be because the really hard thing, and I've noticed this a lot since the pandemic hit is we compare ourselves so often, especially women. I love my ladies, 
but we all do this, myself included, we compare ourselves so much to people around us, especially with this huge explosion of social media. You know, you're going into your search algorithms on like Instagram or whatever, and you're seeing, because I saw this, all these people and they're doing these at-home workouts and like she's got four kids and she's four months postpartum and she has a six pack and like, why don't I look like that? And then what you're doing is perpetuating a negative cycle, like a very, very negative cycle for yourself. That's going to unmotivate you. Yeah. Unmotivate a word. I don't know if it's not, I just made it up. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> but I like, I want to meet somebody where they're at and where people are at is different for every single person. What brings you to the table, what your goals are and what you're facing in your life. This cookie cutter approach when it comes to fitness and nutrition does not work for everybody. Right. And that's not to say some people have come to me and they've really needed that rigidity. Mm -hmm. That's what they want is for somebody to literally dictate to them what's going on. Super duper. I can do that too <laughs> in a great way. But for most people, that's not the case. It's like, let's take what we have and let's make it better. Yeah. No. You know, you're not going to get the payoff if I'm trying to force you into a little box. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. And I think that's so helpful because, you know, just like you said, meet us, meet us where we're at and not force us to do something that's not going to work. So how can we work together on getting a healthier lifestyle? Mm -hmm. I just think it, cause I know there's, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that are just quick fixes or not working together for the right reasons, or maybe you're not going to lose that 50 pounds in a month because <laughs> it's kind of difficult to do that unless you are doing something that's not healthy. Because then how do you keep it off afterwards, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's the problem is, yeah, you can lose 20 pounds real quick, but you'll gain it back real quick too. And that's what you're getting back more than just the 20. I'm like, is that really what you want? You have to think of it in terms of like huge time efforts. You know, like when I've trained women who um, like through their pregnancy, you know, you didn't put on the weight of the pregnancy overnight. You can't expect for it to come off overnight. You need to be patient and you need to be kind to your body. And I would say that to anybody else too. If your goal is weight loss, the weight gain did not happen overnight. Right. The weight loss, if you want to keep it off, also is not going to happen overnight. Well, and I think it's like you said, when we compare ourselves, because I had a friend who, after she had her baby, she looked like she didn't even have a baby. <laughs> so, but her body type was so different. So different. And so I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't look at her and be like, how come I still look like I'm pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even look like she just had a baby. You can't, well, you can't do that. And the hard thing with stuff like that. And what I talk to people about is especially for women and what gets neglected a lot of the time, because the research out about fitness and nutrition is amazing, but it's mostly based off of a man's body and a man's body doesn't experience the hormone fluctuations of a woman's body. And every single woman's hormone levels are different. I mean, they can differ on a daily basis and they can differ depending on your stage in life. Yeah. Are you pre, are you trying to have a baby? 
-hmm. Are you pregnant? Are you postpartum? Are you menopausal? Are you perimenopausal? Are you postmenopausal? All of these things play a role in how your body will respond to fitness and nutrition. That's again why that cookie cutter approach doesn't work. That's why when women have babies and then they, some lose the weight super fast, some can't lose the weight that fast. It's not, it's not necessarily an issue of somebody not trying. It just is how their body is built. And unless you are literally going to get your blood drawn like every single day to see where your hormone levels lie, right. how are you going to know? No, you're right. And, and as you're saying all that, I just, I just remembered that I had a friend ask me, well, how is your thyroid? Cause maybe that has something to do with it. Cause when I was telling her, I tried everything and this, this, and this, she was like, did you get your thyroid checked out? And I was like, oh no, I didn't. So again, you're right. It's everybody's body's different. It, it's yeah. not, you know, you're not, you might not, you are probably not meant to be 120 pounds. <laughs> how about 150 or, you know what I mean? 120 pounds back in 93, but it's 2020. When I was 12. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and, and it's okay. Damn it. It's okay. Yeah. And then it's also like, it could be something as simple as have you hit a plateau on your weight loss and you need to make a change on something. Maybe it's some as simple tweak as to like, how you're getting nutrition and after you work out to help burn fat and build lean muscle and burn calories in a more efficient manner. Okay. That's easy. Maybe you're retaining water. Yeah. Maybe you're in a, a part of your cycle where you're retaining water more. Okay. But maybe it's a bigger issue. Maybe there's adrenal fatigue going on. Maybe there's a thyroid issue going on. You know, maybe you're overproducing estrogen. And unless you go into a lab and check those levels and check those things, you're not going to know. Right. So no donut after CrossFit? I mean, probably not. I know why you want it though, because wow. <laughs> <laughs> the CrossFit gym that I um, worked out at for like forever. So when I started doing CrossFit, it like wasn't a thing. There was one gym in San Diego. It was owned by a retired Navy SEAL. He has since sold it. Um, to a guy who used to train me when I worked there, um, and it's CrossFit Invictus now, and they're very well known at like the games and stuff like that. And then I started going, they franchised out into another CrossFit. So two in San Diego. Now it's like 5 million, but whatever. And it was, uh, two Navy SEALs who owned it. And it was like, so extra. <laughs> I can't, I, I, yeah, I can picture how crazy that probably was. Yeah, but even that for me, it was like such going from one to the other, it was such a different experience because when I started, I worked with female trainers um, and they would take every workout and adjust it around for the female body type. Okay. Like I should not be able to lift as much weight necessarily as my 200 pound husband. Mm -hmm. So they would adjust things around and make it be more intuitive to like the female body. And then moved over there and it was like, no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. We're just going. <laughs> and, my, and I'll tell you, my body gave me immediate feedback as to why that did not work. Immediate. Immediate. I blew out an AC joint in my shoulder. I herniated a disc in my back. And then I was like, maybe I need to adjust things. <laughs> but there again, it's like making that pivot. So it was like, okay. 
as I continue getting certified and all this kind of stuff, and I left corporate America because I just became totally disillusioned with it and stepped into fitness full time. It was like, how can I take the elements of everything that I love and share it with other people so that weightlifting is not intimidating for women? Yeah. Cause it can be extremely intimidating to move some heavy weight, but once you do it, it can be extremely empowering. Yeah. So how do I make that be accessible for people? And girl, I'm gonna tell you, when the pandemic hit in San Diego and things locked down in like the second week of March, and I talked to my people and I was like, look at, like, let's just go online and do this. Like that was literally the text message. And I was like, it might not go well. This might be an absolute train wreck and y'all gonna be along for the ride. And they were all like, okay, let's do it. And I made them all buy weights and we started moving some weight and they're loving it. And they have learned pretty much all of the major Olympic lifting. That's awesome. Things. Yeah. I'm like rolling through my head. Yeah. Pretty. We haven't gotten to overhead squats. That's like the one thing that I need to introduce to them, but they're doing all the things. That's awesome. And they tell me like, I'm seeing better results from this now, along with like the cross training that we interweave and they like it, but it's accessible to them. Yeah. Yeah. No, there is, there is something powerful about it. And I know when people are like CrossFit, what the hell? I'm like, look, you just need to try it. There is, there's mm -hmm. something empowering about lifting it and just being stronger. And I don't know. I think it, I, I like it. I, I like going, I enjoy it. And then it's funny. Cause when I see what the workout of the day is, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and then when you're doing it, Brand, come on. And then, no, it was the Murphy workout that I hated the most. Burpees and the over yet, yeah. but I got excited the one time I lifted 110 pounds. I was like, yes, right. I mean, I can only do like three reps, but hey, hey, you're good. I'm good for the day. You're good for the day. I'm good until next week. So no, but it's it's it, it is. I think mixing it up definitely makes a difference because if you do the same thing every day i think for some people it's like this is why i don't want to work out it's the same shit tomorrow mm -hmm. well mix it up so where can people find you to get this one-on-one -on -one training because i'm already thinking that you need to be in my life so you know oh my god i love it well first of all like you and i obviously have a vibe so agreed there's that. Uh, the easiest place for people to find me is my website, which is a healthfullife.org. And because I know you're on your game, it's going to be in the show notes, I'm sure. Yes. The second easiest, if they're like, you expect me to remember a website, you're funny. Agreed. Is, or they're driving. What do I do when I podcast listen? Driving, walking my dogs, which means yelling at my dogs to walk because they don't like to do that anymore and not able to write stuff down. Um, my Instagram handle is my first and last name, at Lisa Pranzo, and literally one links back to the other. So everything is on the website, recipes, the blog. Uh, I have a YouTube channel that has workouts that you can do along with me, as well as a whole lot of interval training on there that people can grab. Um, there's also the link to apply for coaching with me because I do not take everybody. <laughs> you know, we got to be a good match. It's got to be beneficial for you. Um, and then all my contact information and links to all the social media. And then Instagram has the th same thing. There's a link in there to the website 
and a couple of other like freebie things for people to grab. Awesome. No, I love that. Yes. And you're right. It is going to be in the show notes and in the podcast guide. So you can go click the link go directly to her stuff and find her and be friends and, you know, bring her into your life. Cause I know you need her. And but what I go ahead. What I would say to your people too, is if you're toe dipping with it, if like you've listened to this and you're like, oh, that sounds really cool, but I'm not sure. I get that hesitation. I really do. And what I would say is find me on Instagram, go to the website and just message me. Just say hi and just start the conversation because you have literally nothing to lose by just talking to me and catching my vibe in real life, which is pretty much this one. And, you know, seeing how we would work together to just start that conversation that's true. And we can go from there. The other thing that I'll say is whenever I get to be a guest on a podcast, because I am so, I'm truly so appreciative to the time that you take for me to be on here. Anyone who listens, who comes through and they're like, I heard you on the podcast and I'm really interested. I give them a discount on coaching. Very cool. I will write that down. All right, you guys. So you have to listen to this podcast all the way through and mention it to get your discount. And I will add that in there. So thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm beyond appreciative to get to meet you and meet your audience and all the things. That's fantastic to me. I love this. I love being able to do this. Thank you for listening to the Truths We Hide podcast, created and founded by your host, Annette, the founder of A Wild Ride Call Life. Also, a big thank you to all of our sponsors for each and every episode that is aired. We have so much support from them and all of our listeners. You can find more information at www.awildridecalllife.com.